Hi, this is Alyssa McNamara-Reed, and I will be your host for the next two hours. Allow me to introduce myself. I am a certified financial planner practitioner and an investment advisor. I am co-owner of McNamara Financial Services, Inc. in Marshfield, Massachusetts. McNamara Financial is a federally registered investment advisor, and by my definition anyway, is a true family business. We work with clients like you every day, regular people that need help making sound financial decisions or people that want one less thing to worry about. I work with clients for a fee based on assets that I manage or an hourly or flat fee for creating financial plans. I am not compensated via commissions unless I have the pleasure of helping someone with their insurance needs. There are some things worth paying for and perhaps a lifetime of financial security is one of them. I of course cannot guarantee that working with me will ensure a secure financial future. McNamara on Money has been a call-in talk radio show since 1990. I love hearing from listeners and there truly are no dumb questions. In fact, I like the simple questions because everyone should have the answer to those. Just don't call me asking for the next hot investment or which market is going to outperform this year. Number one, that's not the nature of this show. And number two, I have no idea. Any advice I give to a caller is meant to be generic in nature and should be verified with his or her own financial professionals. You will hear about a variety of topics on this show that relate to investments and personal finance. We try to cover topics that people can relate to regardless of their net worth or financial situation. And of course, we try to keep it interesting. I would crunch numbers for two hours or spreadsheet cash flows because I'm a total math nerd, but that wouldn't much make for good radio. Instead, I choose to educate people on topics surrounding big financial events in life, like marriage and divorce, kids in college, death of a loved one, career changes, and of course, retirement. I once heard that it is a smart man that knows what he doesn't know. I'm sure it was my dad that said that, and I'm also sure that it applies to women. That is why I invite guests onto my show that have expertise in different areas also related to personal finance. I feel it's important to note that the opinions of these professionals are not necessarily the opinions of McNamara Financial or any of its advisors. As long as we are on the subject of disclosure, I should note that while we may discuss investments and or markets on this show that past performance is not indicative of future results. Thanks for tuning in. And welcome to McNamara on Money. My name is Justin McNamara alongside Michael McNamara. How are you doing, Mike? I'm glad we're not in, in this virtual stuff this morning. That's how I'm doing, you know? <laughs> in studio, in person, face-to-face. That's the way to travel. That will limit our technical difficulties for sure. All right. I sure hope so. <laughs> All right. Uh, so good morning, everybody. We are going to do a pretty exciting show, at least we think, although I think it'll be a familiar show for us. We're going to run through some financial plans for folks at different ages. We're not going to. We're not sure how long this is going to take, so we've got a bunch of content here. Um, we've, been, we've done shows shows like this before. We called it, uh, plan- last time around, we called it planning through the ages. Uh, and so we're going to go through and we are going to run uh, through some financial planning uh, th- planning scenarios for folks and in different parts of life uh, and just kind of give you all an idea of what, uh, what people should be thinking about, what the concerns are uh, at various ages throughout their lives. So uh, you want to follow on on that? You're going uh, to have to be doing a lot of talking today, since I, I am the one who's running the software I, here. I so see. I okay, hope you well, can... That's generally not a problem. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah I, I think, um, you know, when, when people, you know, hear our advertisements about the show or finance, they, they yeah. always think about money yep. and investments, and that's, like, kind of natural. Uh, but, you know, the, the, the money that you have, uh, you know, what do you do with it? How do you live your life? Uh, there's a whole bunch of financial related issues in everybody's life uh, and most of them are at least equally as important about worried about money. I'm, I'm talking about insurance and watching your cash flow and a whole bunch of other things that we'll touch on by the way when we go through here. So yeah, yeah it, it's, you know, we should have, if we named this show McNamara on everything that probably wouldn't have flown in the advertising rules. <laughs> what do you think like that? But but folks, we're, we're both certified financial planners and the, the you know, what we like to say that we do uh, in person and on the air is that we manage people's money, but we also help them manage their financial lives. Okay. Yep. You know, like the big picture and folks, that's, that's at least as important as what you think you got for a return on your money this week or how your investments are doing sort of a thing. Okay. So, so we, we've, that, that's the general theme. Anytime you listen to the show that your big picture is really complicated, uh, and because we have a complicated world and 
Now, a lot of folks uh, don't have some basic understandings or educations about things. We're kind of a financially illiterate country, but by and large, from our point of view. Uh, and so, so we're trying to provide some education or some information for folks of actually all ages to just think about, well, you know, wherever, wherever you are in life, how do you survive? And wherever you're planning on going in life, how do you get there? I guess that would be probably the, the most generic way to say that. And, and, you know, it doesn't make any difference at what stage of your life you're in. You need to be thinking about today and tomorrow, basically. And so if you're 25 years old and just starting out in your first or second job, you know, uh, the, some of the things we're going to talk about here, most of them relate to you, although you'd be in a different set of circumstances. And, you know, we'll talk about, I think, three different age groups. What, what, what do we decide? So what, what, what's our three? So I have uh, age 25. Okay. All right. So we're simulating someone who's just getting started in life. They've, uh, you know, they're just out of college or high school. They're, they're you know, early in their working career. Yeah. Uh, then, we, you know, they probably don't have kids, again, yeah. on, on average, right? Uh, and then we have a 45-year-old, so we're going to simulate some, uh, you know, kind of middle age, and you're worrying about different things. You're probably more serious about retirement. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're, you know, maybe saving for college and, and worrying about college for your kids. And then we also have age 65, which is a different set of, you know, worries. You've, you've at that point, if you had kids, you've probably gotten them through college, and, and now you're worried about your own retirement because it's, it's approaching. At least, hopefully, for most people, you know, most folks are are. are by 65 are really serious about you know what the next uh, phase of their life is as far as as far as working or not working goes so those are our three ages yeah and and by the way folks if you're in between those ages uh, or you know that doesn't mean you, you shouldn't pay attention and or if you're in the retiree age you might have some folks that are kids known as kids that are in the uh, 45 or 50s or whatever what don't tune out just because we might be talking about somebody's financial circumstances that uh, aren't uh, they don't look like yours because most people have some vastly in common kind of financial issues to worry about they might differ what the issue is might be a little bit different based on your age and circumstances but m most people have to worry about the same stuff I would say yeah uh, and uh, the the I think the we're gonna start with the young folks I think that's probably the best way to do this uh, but you know it's part of the part of the problem I think with younger folks is Who's thinking about retirement if you just got your first or your second job and you're <laughs> single or you're not, or, or maybe you just got married and uh, you know you're thinking about a house? So, so the, I think the disadvantage that young folks have is that they're they're getting ready for the now if they're not already ready for the now. Yeah. Uh, and yep, I, we understand that as a priority, but that doesn't mean you at least ought to be thinking a little bit of, about the future. And as you get older, you start to think more about it proportionally and just kind of how it goes. So. Uh, so we're going to try to make some uh, guidelines for folks to think about, and uh, but please don't 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 be put off if we're talking about somebody that's not in your demographic or your age bracket or your circumstances, because I can assure you, number one, we'll get there sooner or later. It might take a couple of shows for us to do it, and number two, uh, you know, m most people have similar financial issues. They just the issues themselves, you might approach it differently based on your age and circumstances, but you know, most people need life insurance insurance at some point in their life. So whether you're 25 or yep. 60, depending on how things happen. So, so you know, it, the, the generic stuff is the important stuff. And I think that's what we're going to try to focus on, uh, given the circumstances. So so we'll start off with, a, I, I guess, the 25-year-old. By the way, it, put this person married or single or just out? Or what, what are we, Ooh, how, what, good what, question. What, I think we have, uh, let's see here. I think, we're, I think we're married. We're married by this time. I mean, j j you know, I think our most... Our most common, you know, type of financial plan. We're usually working with with married folks, but that could just be that uh, we are, you know, that's just because of the demographic that we primarily work with, right? Yeah. Obviously, a lot of twenty five year olds nowadays are not married, but we can uh, we we can forecast both if we would like to. But yeah. I do have a married couple here. Let's just say All they're right. they're just recently married. Yeah. Okay. Well, and by the way, and so if you're on the younger side, before we even get into this, uh, you have a 
tougher road ahead of you financially, I think, than your parents did or your grandparents did based on a bunch of things the way the world is these days. So yep. that's kind of a different way of saying that even though you're probably not paying much attention, you really should because <laughs> the road that you have to travel is probably going to be more difficult than the road that, that your parents or your grandparents traveled. Yeah. Just, just, just very quickly, most folks don't have too much of a knowledge about money or finance anyway. Uh, and, and that's one issue. But, you know, um, I, I think, you know, we're going to have, uh, you know, basically, uh, who, you know, well, if you're 25, you're going to get Social Security. That may be a, a, a worry there, given how that all works. Uh, if you're 25, you're looking forward to the next few years. Well, by the way, we think that probably future stock and bond market returns are going to be below average for a while. That's a guess on our part. But yep. I, that, that makes it a, like a more difficult road. We're, we're probably going to have higher inflation going forward than we've had in the past. Therefore, what your money buys can buy less. Well, that's kind of a more difficult thing. Uh, co- college costs are stupid. Okay. And so if yeah. you think about having kids, okay, uh, you know, I, a lot of folks in my generation work their way through school. And by the way, even though I worked a whole lot in the summers, I paid for most of my education because you could do that. You can't possibly do that as a kid working summers now in college to play what you call. <laughs> no. so, so there's there's just a more difficult road ahead. Uh, you know, take a look at house prices. You know, how, how, you know, a generation or two ago, people could buy homes very young and whatever. I think that's just more and more difficult. Uh, and so the, the, the generic point is that, uh, you know, everybody that's probably under 55 or 60 and, and close to retirement, you're going to have a more difficult road to travel than your parents or grandparents. And you just, the, the earlier you know that and the earlier you can start planning for it, the better off you are, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I, I would, I would follow up by saying that I think as we, as we progress here as a society, I think that younger, I think that, well, I think that parents certainly uh, who have kids who are either entering early adulthood or about to enter early adulthood are a lot better now about trying to train their children uh, as far as kind of the basics of finance. I mean, I, I can, you know, it, it must be at least once a month uh, that a client of ours comes to us and asks and they say, hey, you know, would you mind meeting with my son or daughter because they're just recently out of college and we want to make sure that they get set up and on the right track financially, right? I, I think that's more of a, I don't, I don't your generation didn't do that so much just yep. because it was, it was, you know, kind of a different lifestyle and yep. there were pensions and people weren't living until they were, you know, 95 and 100 on and a regular basis. you got basis. a gold watch when you retire right. besides the pension, <laughs> by the way. That's right. Yeah. 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 It was much more, it was a, yeah, retirement back then was, uh, you know, was something that was worried for, worried about, you know, for the average person by somebody else. Uh, and now that we're in a, a, a scenario where for the most part it's on you. I mean, I know there are some, a few, a few folks who have pensions out there if you work for the federal government, maybe, or if you're a teacher, uh, firefighter, policeman, but the average person now, retirement is pretty much on them with the exception of Social Security. And so I, I, I found that we're more responsible as a society as, as far as training our younger kids, and, and at least that's my experience. Good, of. good. And again, we, we probably have different clientele on average uh, yeah. in terms of how that relates sort of a thing. Yeah, the, the, the other, I think the other roadblocks to, to uh, this is not impossible, it's just more difficult, but the, the other roadblocks to being okay going forward if you're on the younger side uh, is that we have a federal government and state governments that are in financial doo-doo, okay, uh, <laughs> in a professional term, if you will. Uh, but, but you know, m- my point is they're not in good shape financially. Translation, higher taxes, more fees, yada, yada, yada. So it would be, you know, it, 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 there's just a, a tough road ahead. And I, I'm, I'm emphasizing that because, folks, you, you need to get committed on this and you need to focus on it. And if you're 25 years old, you're saying, what the heck can I guess about retirement? Well, you can stop doing some planning and I think that's probably what we're going to kick off here so how about we do like the 25 or 30 year old but maybe almost a kid married or something like that Would you sure that? yeah I think that yeah we're married you know, yeah okay well, okay all right so so uh, so folks the, the way this works and by the whole way the way excuse me <clears throat> 
we hope we get interrupted with a lot of phone calls. Uh, we're going to go through, basically, we have some fairly sophisticated financial planning software, yep. okay, that we use, uh, which we have plugged in here and roaring to go. Uh, and both Justin and I, as as well as my daughter and my son, we're all certified financial planners. So, so we have a fairly decent knowledge of a wide variety of uh, financial subjects, okay, and we're just going to kind of go through a, a, a fake scenario that we made up that looks hopefully similar to lots of folks listening in that age bracket sort yep. of a thing. But we, we would love to have some calls along the way uh, as we take each of the sections of this and kind of go over incomes and expenses and things about college. And so this is the kind of show that we kind of hope we have some folks chime in and say, well, what about this? So what about that? And I'll see if I can say something uh, exciting enough to get people to have their ears perk up. A controversial? Say, Holy moly. Okay. <laughs> Either you want to agree and you're nervous or you disagree and you're nervous and you want to call or whatever. But, you know, get get, get involved in the show uh, if you like, because uh, we're trying to make some pretty serious points and, and we'll try to do it in English along the way here. Okay. This is, uh, if you listen to the show before, uh, we, we don't, I don't think we speak investment ease every once in a while. Every I don't once think so. in a while you use the term, I have to give you a dope slap about it. But other than that, <laughs> we speak a pretty regular English version of uh, money around here. At least we hope so, given the circumstances, folks. Okay. So, all right. So, we, okay. So let's do the demographics. So our young married couple is how old? Can make, can 25 me? years old. 25 years old. They okay. are 25, which they were born, that puts them born in the late 90s. Late 90s. Just to make you feel old. Okay, I, 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 how, how does that make you feel? Okay. Old, also old. <laughs> okay, uh, and so uh, no, no kids, but they're thinking about it, or maybe in the future sometime. But no kids that. yet. No, okay. we don't have any any okay. children to this point. Okay, all right. Uh, and um, the, where are these folks living? Uh, we'll, we'll go over all this, but I'll just ask you some questions. Sure. We're, we're making this up. So so that, that they're probably renting a place right now? or, or I have them recently having uh, purchased a home, so they do have a mortgage. Aren't these folks overachievers? Okay, yep. sounds like a plan. Okay. Yeah, very recently, okay. but yeah, they, they now, they're the proud owners of a, uh, let's see, how much, how much, I don't know how much, I think I, did, I gave did them. Did they buy more. before the house, uh, you know, rising prices or not? <laughs> Probably not if they're Probably 25 not. years old, right? Okay. No. So, no, so they're they're going to be up against. It. I, I they uh, they purchased a relatively modest home. Yeah. Uh, I guess depending on well, depending uh, on where you live. Depending basically. on where you live. Yeah. Yeah. But they well well that's yeah five hundred thousand dollars, which is okay. You know, can be it depends on where you live, right? All right. All right. So uh, should I probably shut up and we follow the software questions? No. No. You keep going. Do that. Okay. So so okay. So all right. So they're in a home. They've got a mortgage. They got a mortgage. Okay. And what kind of what kind of work do they do? Or how's that? What's the plan there? They're so. I have them as both working. I don't, you know, I don't. I, yeah. I didn't give them any we, specific we career. Oh, good. We can Wait, you want? <laughs> well, <laughs> we can paint a really detailed picture. Well, we well a, a little detail. You know, you want it detailed enough so yeah. people can start to identify. So, uh, so what's the what's the female doing? What's she doing for work? Uh, let's say she's a um, uh, she's a something current. You know, can't be a shoemaker. She's, in so she's a something. software. She's a software. She's uh, a software engineer. Uh, no, she's an inside salesperson for inside software. Inside salesperson. Okay, super, <laughs> super. Okay, and 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 what is she? What's she earning? What, what, Fifty thousand dollars. Fifty thousand. Okay. Yep. Fifty thousand per year. And she's been out of school. If they married, they're out of school a couple of years, two, three years, yeah. something like that. Yeah, maybe one. Yeah, maybe they. Maybe they. Uh, maybe yeah. she got her master's, and uh, got, you know, so she's been out a couple of years. Yeah. At okay. fifty grand a year. Okay, and what's her name? Just so I can. Her name's Jane. Jane. Okay, that's kind of plain, Justin, but that's okay. Well, they're they're fake people. <laughs> okay. We might want to give her a different okay. name. All right. So, what does Fred do? What's his Joe? Name? This is Joe. Joe. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's see. Joe is. Uh, well, I can't. I was going to make him. I, he can't have anything. There's no pensions in this particular scenario. Oh, no. Nobody has pensions anymore. Uh, I was well, say he could be a police yes. officer, a firefighter, yeah, okay. but no, he's going to be. Uh, he's in uh, construction. He's a he's a contractor. All right. So, does he own a company or work for? No, he works. For one. Okay. All right. So, so he's in, in construction. Yep. Okay. And just from, okay. And, and uh, what kind of money does he earn? He also earns $50,000. Okay. That makes it easy. I just made it easy. Sure. No, I understand. Okay. All right. Um, and so let's see. So what else do I want to know about him before we get into the money? So, and, and um, so they already have the home. That's a good thing, I guess. Okay. Yeah. And then. I mean, we we could we could spend some time on and probably should on you know the discussion about 
about purchasing a home and when you should do it. You know, I mean, in general, we as we as advisors, we would tell folks to buy a home when it when it makes sense for you, given your lifestyle, right? I mean, we yeah. have the you know, should I buy the should I buy the condo in in uh, in Greater Boston when I'm young, just to get into the market, even if I'm not, even if I'm not planning on having kids yeah. for a while. Yeah, that's a good discussion. And then yeah. maybe yeah. you know, maybe move out to the suburbs later on yeah. when when I raise yeah. my kids. The, uh, yeah, the, yeah, that, that's a great point. Let's take us a few moments on that. So, so folks. Um, it is not unpatriotic to rent at various <laughs> stages in your life. How's that sound for a statement? Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, if if you've been listening to your parents, which probably most people don't often, but anyway, if you've been listening to your parents, you know, you gotta you gotta get a home so you can be okay because a home's a great investment and it'll grow in value and all that good stuff over time. And yeah. I, I get that. That I, I'm not. I'm not arguing with the direction. I could argue with the degree on that and probably will. Uh, but, but the bottom line is, in, in reality, most young folks don't own a home when they're 25 years old. Okay. That's right, yeah. Okay, so, so, so let's talk about some generic examples of why. Okay, fo- fo- folks, it's, it's okay if, if you can't buy a home, then you're probably saving for one and you have some kind of a time frame. Are we, we okay with that? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, f- folks, when you rent a home, or when you rent a, a place, uh, I can make a case for that being less expensive than owning. Okay, at least short term. Uh, but but it's it's perfectly okay to rent, and because you probably don't have to worry about a lawnmower, okay, or or having your driveway plowed, uh, or or fixing the the heater, okay, um, it, it, you can probably if you put your mind to it, save a higher proportion of your income than you could if you owned a home out, out of the box. You okay with it? You have a mortgage if you own a home out of a box. Yep. It's a rent sort of a thing. Yeah. Okay, all right. So so for, for in the real world, a lot of folks who would be 25 or 26 or 30 and married, they don't yet own a home and they're saving for a home. Okay, and that, and that, that set of circumstances, uh, you know, means I got to save for a home but what about retirement? And we've met some people who get on a horse to save for, for for that home and maybe don't put as much money into a retirement plan as they should or could if they thought that far ahead of time. So you have any folks like that you're working with? Or? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, we, we have this discussion on a fairly regular basis, and it's... I, I, I think it's a hard one, and I think oftentimes, it, you know, we, I I mostly end it with a kind of a values type of a decision, right? I mean, we we don't want anyone ever giving up free money from a retirement plan, right? If you're if you're in your four if you have a four hundred one k through work and there's a match, generally speaking, we will we will insist upon you at least getting into that four hundred one k and getting as much free money as you possibly can, uh, and then you know. Over and above that, if, if for folks who are kind of dead set um, for purchasing a home at some time in their in their near future, uh, I guess I, I would say I don't mind generally if they're spending extra cash flow, maybe maybe lightening up their retirement plan contributions in an effort to you know to build for a down payment. I think you know one of the the, the biggest issue, and, and I think the reason why you mentioned that uh, that buying a home is you know, that, that renting is, is okay is because you know you really don't want to get stuck in a situation where you're you know you're purchasing a home with a very very low down payment and then you're essentially stuck there right I know we've had we've had great appreciation in in, uh, in home prices uh, recently but that doesn't necessarily have to be the case and you know we don't want to see people and oh I you know I, I really should get into the market right I should get into the real estate market and I don't necessarily disagree that it's a good thing because you you know you can get periods when you know if in a period of appreciation in home prices, it is difficult. You know, it's 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 better if you're participating in that, right? I mean, if yeah. you're if you're in a condo and everything jumps by twenty five percent over the period of of two three years, well, if you if you own and you later want to switch homes, it's you know you're you're in a better situation because you ha- you know you participated and you have more equity and it's easier to then flip houses. Whereas you know if you weren't in the market, you may be you know that the, the appreciation may be maybe pricing you out. So I I'm certainly sensitive to the fact that you know being a homeowner is has its advantages, but I think our I think our main point is we don't want to put undue risk on yourself by 
buying a home that you can barely afford and then you don't get you know you don't get appreciation right there's no law that says homes have to appreciate uh, you know three percent every year it doesn't it doesn't work that way you can certainly go through periods of depreciation and you know you don't want to get stuck in a place that you that you can't sell let me get on my counterpoint horse okay just for a moment I, yeah I was gonna say I don't think okay. we I don't think we always agree on this uh, yeah which you know, is, exactly which, yeah which is good but and I have some personal we have some personal experience on some of these matters okay? we do <laughs> yeah. so it is it is entirely possible that once you get into the market maybe you did it at a market high right okay and maybe real estate goes down or flattened out and remember you've got a five percent commission and a mortgage that you're paying you know sort of a thing yep. but so here's here's the biggie okay for young folks okay yep Real estate does go down. If, if you're going to buy a home and you absolutely don't want to lose any money, I would tell you you have to be there for four or five years, okay, because uh, you, you, we could have some difficulties. But here's the, or, or yeah, you, you want to plan to, yeah. to be there for four or five years. Four or five, four years. Or five yeah, years. Right, yeah. Okay, so we're agreeing Plan on, on a that. time frame that's long enough, generally speaking, for you to not depreciate in the, in the right. home. All right, we're agreed yeah. on that. Yep. That's good. Okay, so, so here's the second problem with young folks, uh, sons, kids, or with kids, uh, buying a home early and getting into the market, and that's the first thing you do. Well, what happens about a job change and somebody gets a great uh, tech job in Seattle and you're leaving? Yep. You, you, you may have to move after a year or two or three or four inside that four or five year time frame. You could be unpleasantly surprised. Okay, yep. uh, about you know what you sell and what you get and where you go, sort of a thing. Okay, so so it, so my only generic point is that for most folks who are not yet in a home and planning to do so, you know you, you don't have to be in a hurry. You have to go with the pace in your life and your situation that allows you to to maybe save for that and do this, that, and the other thing. How are we doing? We getting close to a break? Getting close, yeah, but we're we're good. I got okay. So, oh, no, so wait, do we have like twenty seconds, Cindy? Yeah. Okay. Well, then, then in that case, I'll, I'll just end with my emphatic quote that it is not unpatriotic to rent in your life at various stages. And I'll defend that after we come back. All right. We will be right back. Hi, this is Alyssa Reed with McNamara Financial in Marshfield. Your investment strategy should largely be determined by the amount of time you have before needing the money. If you are aggressively invested, time is your friend when it comes to your portfolio recovering from this scary stock market. If you need your invested money soon, it should have been conservative to begin with. If you're not sure how your money is invested, I'd be happy to offer my opinion. 781-834-2010. Welcome back to McNamara on Money. My name is Justin McNamara alongside Michael McNamara. And we're talking about uh, retirement planning, financial planning. That's a, that's a, I think it's a good topic for us. Yeah, for, for younger folks. <laughs> for, a couple of, for a couple of certified financial planners. Uh, and we're going to go through, we're starting off with, uh, with the young folks here and we're, we're going uh, to get through them and then we'll, we'll transition here and you know, maybe this will be a whole show. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll move on to, some, to middle-aged uh, later on in the show. We'll, we're going to see. We'll we, see we don't we really have some. a... Let's see if we get some calls here. Folks, if, if, you're, if you're between 25 and 35 years old, if you're pretty much just getting started in life, whether you're married or single, and whether you're renting and hoping for a house, renting and not sure, or owning a house, uh, give us a call. Uh, you, you know, t tell us how you're doing. If you have some questions, uh, you know, if you're renting and saving, that's okay. If you're in a house, uh, you know, let us know how you did it or if you have some questions about that. So 978-454-4980. Uh, I, I guess our point is uh, you don't necessarily have to be in a hurry to buy a home if it doesn't fit your financial picture and uh, basically uh, work in the scheme of the, the way your life is right now. And so uh, give us a call if you have any questions about that. But the b bottom line is most folks generally rent for a first few years before you get into a home and you try to save money for down payment. That's a pretty you know normal thing. But do, do not beat yourself up about having to jump in and getting in on the train for the real estate appreciation game because if you're 25 or 35 years old, you're going to probably sell that house reasonably soon and either do a bigger one or or move because you had a job and it might not turn out to be the investment you thought it was at that young point in your life yeah that's all okay but I, I, in a, in a, but but on the other side I, I I would tell folks that if you can I mean there, there are certainly people who can afford to purchase and in the context of the of your life right I mean if you're if you're not planning on a move if you have a relatively stable job and you and you know you you know that you're going to be maybe at least in the geographic area 
and have some flexibility as to when you might move out of out of you know this real estate purchase. I don't think it's necessarily a bad idea. And in fact, I think I would probably come down in the camp that uh, when you're when you're buying a condo, which generally ha you know I think I would tell you right now that my house is, hasn't been a great investment because we just keep changing the inside of it. And there you go. Ah, <laughs> it's probably if you add up what you put into your house, folks, and subtract that from what you think you made for profits, you might be really surprised. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, in in the case of a of of my current residence, but you know, I'm I'm certainly not in the 25 year old camp. I don't know that most 25 year olds are buying a townhome and uh, you know looking around at all the other all the other people in or, the town or, development. Or 30 or 35. Okay. So by the way, right. I, I get that. So just one question: yeah. What's the minimum somebody puts in a 401k? Okay, if they do that. Ooh, I don't know. Hey, I do. What's your five percent? Uh, okay, which would if you're it? saving for? And I'm sorry. So, I mean, I, I would tell folks that there are if, if you're let's just say, uh, give me a twenty a twenty two year old who's just out of college, yeah, and they say, you know, I'd really like to I'd really like to be in in real estate. I want to own a home for whatever reason because my parents told me it was a great idea, or yeah. because they just have a preference they don't want to rent. They think they think that's you know, uh, quote unquote, wasting money. Uh, I would tell folks that it you you probably are okay for a couple of years anyway, reducing or, or even maybe potentially eliminating. You know, if, you're, if you're a self-employed person and you don't have a 401k match, maybe for a couple of years, if you want to bank extra cash and, and, and instead of throwing, you know, the, you know, 10 grand at, at a 401k early in, early in your career, if you want to spend a couple of years trying to build up a, uh, you know, a, a down payment for a home, I think that's probably okay. I, I don't, I don't discourage folks from doing that. Um, given depending on the age right if someone is if someone's 35 30 35 doing you know saying that i I'm, i may have a, a slightly different answer but uh when you have all that when you have all that time to recover from not saving i think it's maybe not the end of the world you also have held that time to make some future mistakes on your real estate purchases from my point well yeah but again yeah the the usually if you are i think you know in in my experience usually if you are saving all that money, right? If you're really serious, oh, hey, I want to get to my 20% down payment. You're generally, I think, pretty responsible about the process. And, you know, if you save a bunch of money and put 20% down or even more, then you're, the risk level of the transaction drops, right? The more you're putting down, I think, the, you know, the, the lower your risk yeah, level is. Yeah. And, you know, you're, you're, there's a, a smaller chance that you get stuck with the property and, and literally cannot get out. Uh, and so in those situations, I mean, I, Maybe maybe I'm biased in that the average twenty to twenty five year old that I'm talking to maybe is you know, maybe has a little bit um, it's a little bit more responsible with well, their money yeah, because people, most of, most of them aren't visiting with you know with CFPs. People who take the time to visit with a financial advisor are generally more motivated. I'll make that a broad general statement. Yeah. They must be if they want some help. Um, uh, and no, they don't know everything. But yeah, uh, you know, my comment is everybody that starts out in life should put ten percent of their money in their retirement plan regardless. Okay, and if you're absolutely desperate for a home, drop it down to the match for a little while. But you know, you know what what happens on the real estate side, folks. The thing, the reason I'm hesitating is people thought buy three or four properties, they get bigger, bigger and bigger mortgages, and uh, lots of times folks end up having mortgages in retirement. That's the other side of the real estate game that you could get yeah. in trouble. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. They they may, but but if uh, again, it's easier to, it's easier. It's also easier to own a larger home if you start that if you start that bigger. And bigger home thing early, you're yep. probably doing it on the, on some of the leverage of, of of equity that you've accumulated over time, and you know may, maybe you're you know maybe you're in a, a you know a million dollar home Got it. with a mortgage yep. at retirement as opposed to you know a five hundred thousand dollar home mortgage free at retirement. So I mean yep. I, yeah I don't obviously we're talking in very broad generalizations yeah. uh, we, here. Yeah, and we could have a philosophical discussion about that anyway, but, but yeah. let's go back to these folks. So, so just out of curiosity, if, if these if this couple owns earns 50000 each, yep. what, what did you have them putting in retirement plans in the plan that you did? All right. So I had them, hang on. I did a lot of different plans here, so I, I got to check on. I haven't got ten percent. Okay, so so by the way, what what was left 
after they paid their taxes and put money in retirement plans. Can you do that? Yeah, I can do that. Okay. I, I just want to give some folks some ideas. So so you have a, a married couple that earn $100,000 exactly. Yep. They pay Social Security out of that. We're mass residents here. Yeah, we're mass residents. Okay. And if you file a joint tax return in 2021 after you pay federal taxes, mass taxes, and Social Security and put the 10% in the retirement plan, I just want folks to know how much is left before we even get started. Here. So their tax bill yeah. on a couple of fifty thousand dollar incomes is yep. about twenty thousand six hundred. Okay, is that uh, including Social Security. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And how about and, and the Medicare? Yeah. State yep. and federal. Good. And what are the contributions? And so ten grand. So yeah, they're 10 at. Grand. You know, they have seventy grand to live on. All right. All right. So so just to give folks an idea, listening. Okay, you're in a hundred thousand dollars. You put ten percent of that in a retirement plan. Okay, pay your taxes. You got seventy thousand dollars and. I like to officially anoint that as, quote, what's left. Yeah. Okay, good. All right, super. All right, so, all right, you want to start in the first page of the and they should, And I should mention, you know, if you, it, although in this case, you know, they do have a, a $2,000 per month mortgage, and so that's, that's you know, then you're, you're yep. down. Yep. Yep, but, you're down to another, what is that? You're down to $44,000 to live on, which ooh, is just under four grand a month. Yeah, I, oh, I forgot one more question. Well, what's that? So how much college debt do these folks have? I didn't have them with any what, college what? debt. Okay, wait a minute. They, it's very, that's realistic? Very responsible parents they had. <laughs> I can add some college debt in. I'm happy to do that. What, what percentage of folks listening to you, do you think their parents paid for all their education versus not? Probably smaller, right? Smaller. All right, let's put some college debt on those folks. That's 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 more than likely the case for a whole, okay. lot, of, whole lot of folks listening to us, okay? <clears throat> what do you want to put? What are you thinking? I don't know. Hey, this is your... 20, 20 grand in uh, debt each for college? Sure. You know, UMass is now $110,000 if you live there for a year at 25, 26, 27,000 a year. If you, if you got lucky and your parents paid for 80% of your education, you got 20 grand. Okay. Is that all right? Sure. Okay. Right. 20, 20, yeah, that's, that's, I suppose that's probably fairly low for them. All right, let's see. Yeah, it, it is low. I'm, I'm being nice, actually. Okay. I had, I did not put this in, so I'm going to have to. Yeah, let's, let's get real, Justin. Let's get real. Doing here. this in live time. <laughs> that, that's okay. All right. So, all right. So, what's, I, I don't even, you know what? Yeah. I find. Student loans fluctuate. I'm going to give them a 5% interest rate. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, just just to make a point. It's not going to be perfect, folks, but I, I think you got the idea. Okay. So if they have a 5% interest rate uh, and they're paying it back over, say, 10 years, yeah, there you go. That's, about, yeah, that's, mm, that's about 200 and it's about 215 bucks a month. Okay, times one or times two? Okay. Times two. Times two. Okay, so two hundred and fifteen. So, so call it twenty five hundred dollars a year for yeah. college loans. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, so this is just a a, a picture, folks, of what these folks look like. Okay, they earn a hundred grand. They put ten thousand in in a four hundred one k. Their all of their taxes, including social security, come to twenty. So now we're down to seventy. Okay. Down to uh, seventy. Okay, and then they put uh, ten thousand in a retirement plan. Right. That's right. Okay, so they're, they're down. Because so their advisor to six, told them to. They're down to sixty thousand, right? Yep. Okay, and they've got twenty five hundred dollars a year in loans. Okay, so now they're down to fifty seven thousand five hundred of expenses to do stuff with. Is that correct? Did I get that so far. Let me think. Let me see here. I'm just doing the rough one. I know you got the numbers over there. Okay. Yeah, I have. That sounds about right to me. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So, folks, if you're, if you, that just hits you, that doesn't sound like a lot of money that's left after you get through with some of that stuff. That's pretty necessary, right? We right. Have, you know, that, I'm not sure how much Caribbean vacation fund <laughs> funds are in that fifty-seven thousand five hundred, but we'll see how that goes. Okay. But they are, you know, they're in they're in the they're in the real estate market, and they're also saving inside of their four hundred one k. Yep. Yep. They they are in pretty good shape. Okay. So, all right. So, uh, so let's kind of walk through the software pages here. Okay. So people can kind of get an idea of the process, and make sure we didn't miss anything. So what's the what's the first section we need to worry about here? We've got to make some assumptions on when they retire Ooh. and what their inflation rate is. Ooh. So what did you do? <laughs> By the way, let's, yeah, what, what, what do you think? Should we take a, should we take a, uh, an inflation detour here? Um, 
So, again, we have historically used about a three percent inflation rate on, on the average on the average plan, right? So yeah. that's that's a kind of our uh, been the number that we've used. I want to say that's probably been in place for a long time, and you know the reason being because we uh, have had below average inflation for for pretty much a long time. I'm gonna go back and look here. Uh, the, you know, the number of times that annual inflation has been over 3% in the last 25 years is only 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. So five times in the last 25 years has annual inflation ticked up over yeah. 3%. Yep. And it has never... I mean, this is the CPI. It's never crossed 4% on an annual basis in the last 25 years. Yeah, wow. Okay, so that's a, you know, we, we've been living in a... You've been living in a charmed life, my that's friend. Right. Okay. <laughs> I, I am excited to see... No, not excited. I mean, I guess I'm, uh, I'm interested to see what uh, what the world will be like with actual inflation, if it keeps going, right? Yeah. And again, there's not... Yeah. We're not... I know that inflation has been making a lot, of, a lot of news lately. It doesn't necessarily mean we're going to, you know, it's, it doesn't necessarily mean we're going back to the 1970s. We shall see what happens. Sure hope not. Uh, you know, if as you look back further, you know, if you look at the last hundred years or so, there are plenty of years where inflation, you know, ticked up. Um, you know, in I, I see like the other, there are three, four years when it ticked up over ten percent per year, and there are a bunch of years when it was, you know, in the five to seven range, right? So it's it's certainly something that is a concern. Uh, we've been living a relatively I think a you know a relatively comfortable inflationary life, and I, yeah. I I'm not yeah. sure if I had a guess I would I would you know I would put the guess that we probably have shorter term high inflation and it probably at least drops. I don't know if it's going to go back to the the old days when it was two yeah, percent a year, but um, I don't I don't think that we're going back to the 70s. That's just my guess. You got one? Well, we could do some speculating here. Well, no, but, People, but by the way, folks, the, the reason we're doing this is <laughs> if you're going to look into paying for college education, we haven't even got to that yet. If yep. you're look into retirement, yep. okay, you know, you, you got people say, well, you know, people used to walk in, well, they still do, the people we don't know say, I, I'm pretty sure if I get to a million dollars in my retirement plan, I'm good. Well, they didn't kind of factor in what, what stuff would cost 25 or 30 or 35 years from now. And, you know, if, if you want to know why we're talking about this, however old you are, just look back 10, 15, 20 years and think about the price of gasoline, perhaps, or, or a stamp or food or whatever, whatever you can reference. But the bottom line is you, you have to make a guess, okay, uh, about inflation because it's going to rob you of your money's ability to buy stuff and you want to be able to make sure your money can buy enough here to be okay. So yeah, I, I, I would guess three. I would stay three long term. Okay. I, I, I think it's going to probably be moderate for that. You know, we've got global competition. You know, we, we've got uh, all kinds of efficiency and, and manufacturing and, and productivity numbers, that we, you know, and all the technology in the world and stuff like that. So I, I hope that kind of tamps down most things. I mean, we'll, we may have some inflation in raw materials. You know, we, we had one of those oil things back in the 70s, for those who remember. Yep. You know, at different times, you know, some of the tech, I'm reading about some of the stuff we need to make batteries now is in short supply, lithium, I think, or whatever. But, but I'm going with three. Okay, what did you what did you put in the plan? I have I have three, but you know, just, yeah. and again, I just want to to to. I think the reason this makes news is because of the size of the issue that it creates, right? So I'm just going to run. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to run a 40-year inflation number, right? So Ooh, I'm, I, we have we have a cash flow we have a cash flow projection system in our in our re, uh, retirement planning software here, and so what I can do is I can you know I can make some assumptions. I can say, all right, software, my my inflation rate on my spending or my income is going to be two percent per year, right? So if I run that at two percent, the number that I get if I if I'm spending four thousand dollars per month right if i spend four grand a month 40 years from now in 2061 that four thousand dollars per month or forty eight thousand dollars a year is up to a hundred and six thousand dollars per year okay right so that's you know pretty a pretty substantial increase it more than doubles um you have to pardon me while this will be a little slow because I have yeah. to go. I have to be jumping back from screen to screen. I, I, I think folks get the point. Uh, yeah. You know, one of, one of the things that you have to financially prepare for and make a guess about, unfortunately, is inflation. And it's a big one. You know, if you're 65 and retiring next year, you probably don't have as much of a guess as somebody who's 25. Yeah. You know, go, going forward in the future sort of a thing. But okay. All right. So, 
So, you know, to, to put that number in context, if we use our, our standard inflationary, uh, our inflator of, uh, or at least I, I'll of say three, uh, three of three, yep, yep. the number jumps to 156,000, right? So you're slightly over doubling if you're at 2% inflation over 40 years, you, you're more than tripling your expenses uh, if you're using a 3% per year inflation. And I'll jump back in and I'll see if I can run a quick four and give you that number. Do you have a guess? About what? Oh, a four? Oh. What's it going to be? You're always quizzing me. I figure I can quiz sure. you too. Um, <laughs> 135. No, the 3% was 156. Oh, oh, I apologize. So, wait, 185. Two hundred thirty thousand dollars. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you're up on you know if if you if you just and again it doesn't you know the three three percent inflation to four percent inflation doesn't sound like that big of a jump but when you when you annualize it over all of those years and compound it on itself it becomes a substantial right you're almost up you know two percent inflation you're up twice but but four percent inflation you're up almost five times. Imagine a snowball rolling down a really long yep. hill getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. So so folks you know we're going through this exercise because you have to worry about it. It's simple as that so so let's stick with three we don't want to scare too many people yeah. about that yeah and I, I guess I, I guess I'm just trying to point out that, you know the, the reason that it becomes I, I think people you know the new well a the news needs something to, to get people panicky sure. about anyway yeah, sure. uh, but it's you know there's a, there are legitimate concerns yeah. with regard to inflation so yeah. it's it's not um, yeah and by the way if you're 25 30 35 and you're listening to this and you're saying well how the heck do I know I said well yeah it's not like you you know if you have a financial plan in place of some way shape or form um, and it's not like you can't adjust your inflation assumption five years from now or ten years from now you know, it's a shorter guess to retirement and maybe we've had some experience and you have a better guess yep. sort of a thing who knows so it's not like you can't adjust we, we, we know that we're making a guess about the future but is the alternative not to guess at all and not try to plan for it I mean that's the question the answer is of course not Yep. Okay. All right. So and so we're going to go with the three percent inflation. Three percent inflation. And hope that that's high. Oh yeah. And one other thing, folks, if you're listening to this and you're a really conservative person, I'll make it four, four and a half. Yeah. You have to save a lot, lot more to be in the same place, or you have to work harder, or your right. money has to earn more, or you have to work longer. Okay. Yeah. To, to make that work. So well, but if you underguess, oh, I'll guess two percent, and it turns out that that's low. Well, that's not good on the other side of that, folks, either. So yeah. Yeah. It. it it's just the way it is. You have to deal with it and adjust as you go along. And at le at le we want you to be aware of it and thinking about it. This, I think this is also yet another argument for a diversified investment portfolio, right? I mean, yep. it, you know, th there's if you are retired and you have all your money in the bank. Uh, and and yeah. at, at the moment, you're not earning anything. You know, a, a, a reading of five and a half percent inflation for the past. You know, I think that was the that was the most recent number we got. Um, that means your bank money essentially depre. You know, that your spending power. You, you your real return on that bank money was negative five and a half percent because yep. inflation went up five and a half percent, and you probably well, earned zero. You're, in you're your going bank. backwards. Okay, you're going backwards. Yeah, and, or, or let me say that a different way. And and this is so simple that people don't even think about it. Okay, f folks, for the rest of your life, your money has to make more than inflation, and by the way, taxes take away from it. Okay? Yep. Okay, if we have a 5%, if you already have all of the money you ever need to retire someplace right now, all you have to do is stay even with inflation to be in the same place. Okay. Yep. If if you don't already have all of the money that you need for the rest of your life, there's probably three or four people out there listening to us. Three or four million, maybe, but or a thousand. But the bottom line is, if you don't already have enough money to be okay, okay. Goal number one is to save a bunch, and goal number two is that you have to have your money beat inflation and also, by the way, taxes for you to get wealthier. That's the other side of the buying power equation sort of a thing. So inflation is an important guess. And by the way, beating it with your investments is an important mission. Okay? Absolutely. Yep. All right. Yep. All right. So, all right. So we made our guess about inflation. So what's next? Uh, all right. I was trying to, I was actually oh, seeing if I could. What are you doing? I was, I was looking to see if we could find a chart that would show inflation in the S&P 500. I mean, but again, yeah, short, short oh, story that, is. Uh, that's easy. I can, I can do the S&P no. 500 at your fingertips. That gives you inflation for certain periods of time against the market. Easy. Okay. I was wondering if, if you could see any. I mean, the, I don't know that there's year-to-year -year correlation in the market going, in, in the market appreciation, in the market appreciating as inflation is up. But, you know, owning 
equities and, and stocks is an inflation hedge, you know, whether or yeah. not you're comfortable with the volatility of it, that's, you know, that's certainly another story, but, yeah. Yeah. uh, you know, companies can reprice their products and, you know, hopefully keep up with inflation better than a, you know, a, a bond. If you own a bond or a CD, you're pretty much out of luck with, uh, with significant inflation, which is again, another reason for a diversified portfolio. Uh, I'm, I'm good with that. Okay. So, so we've made the point. Yep. Okay. Uh, that you have to at least keep up with inflation. Just think about it. Okay. Yep. Uh, to stay, to, to be even with your money and you have to get ahead of inflation to get ahead or become more wealthy. And most folks listening to us need to have their money grow faster than inflation to be okay. Uh, are we okay with that broad-based? Uh, We're okay with that, yeah. Fact? yeah. Okay, uh, one of the things folks have heard me refer to uh, is a website that I'm attempting to get to right now. It's called the S&P 500 uh, at your fingertips. Yep. Uh, and basically, where did that go here? You know, you Google that, and then they take you to a bunch of different places. There's In the book market. Se- there's seven, you know, I probably, oh, there you go. Folks, by the way, this is part of a website called Political Calculations. I don't generally get political, but anyway. Okay, when, when, <laughs> when, right? By the way, when, when were these uh, folks born? What, what, what was the date on that the folks were born? I think they were born, must have been born in 1996. 1996. All right, hang on a sec. Okay, we can do this almost live here. In fact, easy here. Hang on now, because I'm so nimble at this, Justin. You won't believe it. What, oh, yeah. what, what year in 1990? Let's make it May. Sure. 1996. Okay, so okay, bo- both of these folks were born in May of 96. Okay, I put that date in. Okay, and then I pressed the button. Okay, and so here's the deal. Okay, so in their lifetime so far, these are 25-year-olds, right? Yep. Okay. Okay. Um, the uh, you take a guess. R- return of the S and P 500 with dividends reinvested yeah. since that average annual. Yep. Uh, 13%. It's gonna be a high number. 9.79. Oh, that's it. Okay. Oh, that's right. We had 2000. We got okay. that. Well, we got 2000 and 2007 in there. Yeah. Okay. So, 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 so just just to make a point. Yeah. So for the lifetime of these folks, the 500 biggest companies in America have compounded in before taxes. By the way, if it was in a 401k, this would be a good number. Yeah. 9.79%. And my son, take a guess at inflation for that same period of time. Oh, that's going to be low. <clears throat> that's uh, one, uh, no, 2.2%. 2.26. Did you cheat? Did you look at, you got well, that? Well, I know I have the two. That's, that's in our <laughs> software. The 25-year inflation number is in our software. Yeah. All right, so yeah. let me think. I see it all you, the time. You earned 9.79 and inflation was 2.28. I pronounce you wealthier Yeah. by, by a bunch. How's yeah. that sentiment? Okay, so we've beat inflation to death, but I think you got the idea. We've also beat into your head the idea that you're going to have to outpoint inflation to get wealthier to go someplace. That's all. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Moving along. Moving along. All right. Uh, we need some retirement. This is always a hard one for yeah. younger folks. Retirement date. Yep. Uh, it's been, you know, that's it's kind of a moving target over the years. People have been retiring later and later as lifespans have extended. Uh, I, I threw in 67 here. I don't know about you. I don't know if you have any. That's the, um, that's the normal retirement age under current Social Security regulations. By the way, get, take a guess on average. I read this a couple of years ago. Probably still the case. Yeah. Take a guess at the average age people retire in this country. Uh, 62. It's, it's going to be early, yeah. But with, when they sit, so then you can start taking retirement. Okay, let's, yeah, let's go to, yeah. let's go to there. That's probably, retirement. yeah, I think, I assume that's probably, my guess is that's pulled down by, you know, one spouse retiring earlier than the other. I'm going to guess. I don't think I, or, in, or a whole lot of people retiring at 62. Or being involu- yeah. in, involuntarily retired. Yeah, I, I don't, it yeah. seems, I mean, we're, you know, we work with folks generally who have, who have money and, and even our, Average retirement age is, I would say it has to be much older than 62. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah it's probably, anyway, it's probably so, well, not much older, 65. So we'll, we'll do 66, we'll do 40 years. If, if you're 25 years old and moaning because it's 40 years away, that's that's how it is, folks. Sorry about that. Okay, anyway, so, all right, good. All right, so 40 years for each of them, all right? 40 years, okay. Yeah, all right, yep. Yeah. What else? Yeah, that's right. In 2021, it was again 60, age 62. Yep. See that? Occasionally, I get something right. Age 90, huh? life expectancy. We need to we need to let we need to let Ooh. these folks know how long they're going to live, or they okay. have to tell us how long they're going to live. Yeah, yeah, that's right, folks. When when we sit down and meet <laughs> with folks, we the, the most important thing we need to, know, need to know is how long they're going to live, and we kind of all laugh about it. But if you knew, you could plan very carefully about that, right? So, <laughs> um, <clears throat> we 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 kind of default to age 90. 
yeah. because we think it's uh, a bit on the conservative side. But again, you know, if you decide you want to live to 100, you might have to work a lot longer to save that money because of the cost. Well, you don't really decide. Well, I was going to, if you decide, on, <laughs> you decide to guess that you live to 100. Right. If you decide to guess that you live to 75, you could maybe retire next week. You know? yeah. So it, it just kind of depends on that. That's another, that's another big financial impact on, on, right. on things there. And it does, doesn't relate to the stock market. It relates to how old you are and when and how long you're going to spend the money. And I should mention here that, you know, the average, you know, we're, we're, we're generally not doing a detailed retirement plan for a 25-year-old. It's, no, it's no, no, usually no. Don't get nervous, big picture. So, yeah, when, when, we're, when we're using age 90, it's it's more based on current life expectancies for, so for someone who's a pre-retiree. Oh, I guess that means we're being played off. We will be right back. <laughs> 